you never know when you just might need an attorney. Picking the right representation is crucial for the outcome of your case. When you go to battle in the courtroom, you want the very best in your corner. You need the advocate to the stars, the professional's professional, the undisputed world heavyweight champion of justice, Stephen P. New. If you have been mistreated and abused by a major corporation, if you've been abused by a representative like a doctor at the Veterans Administration Hospital, if you or a member of your family has been the victim of elder abuse in a nursing home, if you have been poisoned by Roundup or by asbestos in your talcum powder, if your entire city's water supply been poisoned by chemicals left underground, or if you've got any other kind of gripe or grievance that you feel needs Redress in the legal system. Call Stephen P. New, newlawoffice.com, 888-692-8084. He's representing people from professional wrestlers to just the little people out there like you and me that need some champion of justice to defend their rights in a court of law, especially with the American justice system being as fucked up as it is. You need somebody that knows this shit inside and out. And Stephen P. New, if it's one thing he knows inside and out, it is shit. I think you mean a courtroom. A courtroom full of shit. That's what you'll get. Every time you're in a courtroom, you've got a courtroom full of shit. You need a shit shoveler to shovel all the shit out of the way and get you the shit you deserve. And Stephen P. New is the best shit shoveler in the world. He will dig you out of whatever hole of shit you're buried in and he will get you the shit that you deserve so that you can go and tell everybody else that they're the shits and you'll be the shit. When you seek legal counsel, choose Stephen New and his team. They'll work together to achieve the best results for your case and support you every step of the way. Our clients, why we do what we do, the law office of Stevie. Kayfabe Radio. And we're back here on WWKR Kayfabe Radio, the only radio station devoted solely to music about, for, and by professional wrestlers. That's right. I am your host, Rich Quick, broadcasting all the way from hey, Whitesville hey, to. Hey, 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 hey. What? Hey. We're not, no. We're not doing that this week. I, I, I am doing a show right now. Do you have a problem? It's, it's cut. It's cut this week. We're not. We're not doing it this week. Look, what do you mean? It's cut. We're not. We're not doing. This no, we're not doing. No, uh, we're, we're not doing. No, it this we're week. doing it this week we're because I just already it. started talking. We're not doing it this week. We're doing something serious. We're doing something serious. Why not? Why? Why? Am I not serious to you? I, I, come on, come on, Rich. Come on. I had very good John Cena music to play, but okay, whatever. Come on, you're the boss. You're the boss. Whatever. Welcome to House of Kayfabe with Brian Reznor and Stephen New. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the house that Kayfabe built. Yes, this is the house of Kayfabe, and I am Brian Reznor, and I am sitting here with Rich Quick, and today is a very special episode. Rich, this is the first episode where we have dedicated the entire episode to one interview, and this one interview is uh, is pretty juicy. There's a lot of information in it, and you get to you know you get to pick a side. And we have the interview with Pelly Primo, and Pelly Primo is going to give us all the dirt 
on the Joey Ryan case that happened a few months ago. It's it's okay. Now- first and foremost, though, thank you for the introduction, but not letting me, you know, speak and say hello. I am not just some, you don't, nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, okay, baby, okay, I'm sorry. So, I'm so sorry, first baby. First off, uh, I see you got rid of the dead weight here. It's just me and you, the way the Lord intended, just to be here. <laughs> yeah. Just, just talking amongst ourselves like a bunch of guys do, you know, as it were, you have this interview with who? What's, what, who's his it, name? What's his name? Pelly Primo. Who the hell is Pelly Primo? Pelly Primo is a former wrestler who wrestled in ROH, and he is most noted for this recent issue that he had with Joey Ryan when Joey Ryan was facing all the accusations of all these different people that said that Joey Ryan either took advantage of them or I've talked them out of their pants, whatever it was. He, uh, he he was accused yeah, yeah. Well, of all types off, of things. How sad is that that he's most noted for this? I've never heard of him as a wrestler. You said he was on ROH. Well, you, you know, there's there's in, things that we're going to learn about this guy that are going to blow your mind today. In so, the words of a wise man, who'd he ever beat? Um, well, I, I, I he I, I guess he kind of beat Joey Ryan in court. Did he really? I mean, it was thrown out. Oh, I want to. Well, I want to hear the story. Charges were dropped. That's that's why we're here today, man. They, they couldn't talk before now. But the charges were dropped. Um, so Joey Ryan actually sued Pelly Primo, and he sued him for um, for defamation of character, and then it was thrown out of court. It was actually thrown out. He sued a lot of people. Pelly Primo yeah. was the only male, but it was thrown out pretty much all over. I think there was actually one victory in uh, in favor of of the person he sued so i mean but defamation is a hard it's a hard road to 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 trial on you know what i mean well especially when you're a dirt bag like joey ryan i mean honestly well i mean he's got a he's got a dirt bag gimmick but is he a dirt bag i don't know we're going to talk to pelly primo about it i'd like to talk to joey ryan about it honestly if if i had it my way i would talk to joey ryan about it but you know we're, we're talking a lot about this interview and we're about to go to this interview but there's some things that we need to talk about that have nothing to do with this interview before we get started and that is what happened last night now i don't know when you're listening to this podcast but it might not have been last night for you it was last night for us alistair Black shows up on AEW television. We uh, we find out his name is Malachi Black. Um, interesting way to debut him, especially when you're you're going to debut him as a heel, which I'm not sure was the right move. And are we just feeding him to Cody like we've been feeding people to Cody for a long time now? Is that the is that the goal? And also, I would like to clap for Alistair Black or or Malachi Black. I would like to clap for him because he's still working this eye gimmick. And how fucking kayfabe is that? Okay. Now, here's my thoughts on this. Uh, but as far as the introduction of him coming out as a heel, I don't necessarily believe that he's a heel. Because remember, kids, in AEW, there are no heels. There are no faces. Now, I believe that he is the same kind of character as the undertaker as bray wyatt as alistair black they're they're tweeners of a dark thing no they can be whatever you need them to be it does not matter that he's going to be over no matter what he does and do i think 
he's going to be fed to Cody? No, that's the typical thing. You Cody gets his. No, I think he's going to beat the shit out of Cody. He's going to beat the shit out of Arn Anderson. He's going to beat the shit out of everybody else. If there's going to be a heel come next, he'll beat the shit out of them too. And most importantly, my personal opinion is the Malachi Black working the eye gimmick, the same thing. Uh, I feel that he, because he had said previously that he had put a lot of time into writing this story for WWE and coming up with this new character and and coming up with this whole new storyline. I think that he's just continuing the story that he had written for himself in the WWE. And the best part of this story is the fact that he was a total surprise because of a clerical error. That is exactly what I wanted to get to. What a fucking segue. Let's talk about the clerical error. You move the guy to the main roster and forget to change the the clause you go from 30 to 90 when you go to the main roster they did not take him to 90 but they brought him to the main roster that error right there gave us that moment oh it was fantastic and look i am somebody who i'm a contract worker i i work on contracts a lot and on occasion what happens is i'll get a contract back and i'm supposed to have a raise but i'll read the contract a lot of people don't Obviously, the people that work for WWE don't because I read my contract and go, oh, this is wrong. This needs to be changed. Then I send a message and they fix it. But if they had written in that contract that I got paid more money than I was supposed to, I mean, now that's me. Whatever. I'm rich quick. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to not email them back and go, hey, look. My contract says I get this much money, you know, and uh, so I'm sure he saw that and went, oh, wait, it's supposed to be. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I think that's exactly what happened. One, you know, it just it's like a long string of these stupid mistakes that the WWE shouldn't be making. And and not that this has anything to do with it. But one mistake that I've seen, you've got a, a company like the WWE. 50 plus years in the wrestling business. And then you got AEW. They got, they're a company that's two years old, like at most. They're not even two years old yeah. yet. So um, you got a strap match. This is a part of wrestling history. Both companies. Sou- uh, excuse yourself, madam. It is a South Beach strap match, whatever the hell that means. No, I'm talking about strap match period we've had two strap matches we had one from the wwe with jackson Riker and elias and then oh, we yeah. had, and then we had one in aew with qt marshall and cody and the both fifth, of them sucked no 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 actually i would say that neither one of them sucked except for the WWE when ruined it at the end when they fucking forgot how to do a strap match. How many pins have you seen in a strap match? None. Uh, That's not how you win a strap match. You don't win a strap match like that. You got to hit all four corners like Cody Rhodes did against QT Marshall. That was a classic strap match and the company that's supposed to be the one that's putting together our hall of fame doesn't even remember how to fucking end a strap match this disappoints me well it disappoints everyone 
you are not alone in that. And, and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like the Cody QT match versus Jackson Riker Elias. It's like being the tallest midget. It doesn't really matter because the Cody QT match wasn't that good anyway, because there was no build up to it. It was just done more properly, but I'm, I don't no, I, understand the reason, the reason why, Go QT, ahead. the reason why QT Marshall, Marshall and, Cody's match was good. wasn't because of the buildup. It was just it was a good match, and and it goes to show. I mean, Cody Rhodes can literally do a good match with anybody, anytime. You see when he did with Anthony Gogo. Anthony Gogo just found out about wrestling like fifteen minutes before the match, and he had a five star match with uh, with yeah. Cody Rhodes. What? So you know, watching this match as a strap match, not not talking about the build because the build to all of it has sucked because no one is writing stories the way they should. But with that beside the fact, the matches were good. The wrestlers did their job. I'm so proud of Jackson Riker right now. I think Jackson Riker is is on his way to doing something awesome. And I've always been an Elias fan. But uh, and then on the other hand, I'm not a, I'm not a QT Marshall fan. But I know he did amazing in that match. That match was great. I, I enjoyed it, and it ended the way a strap match is fucking supposed to. And when the WWE was there, no one there. Was there no one there that said this cannot, th this cannot be like this? This is not how a strap match ends. Did you not take one of those Hollywood writers that are are writing this shit and say, hey, this this finish won't work because it's it, this is a strap match? Nobody, Bruce, you couldn't have done that, Bruce. Well, I don't know that necessarily the writers write the finishes. You're going to tell me that Vince McMahon chose for this match to end in a in in a pinfall instead of the traditional strap match like rules. Hey, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm saying Kid, I, I just right? don't I don't believe I, I, that. I don't believe that Vince McMahon would make that decision. Do you believe that Vince McMahon would make that decision? No, I don't believe that he even actually like looked at the run sheet of what was going to of the matches but, that were going to happen. Well, then. here's the I'm question. Sure it was just like Vince is a you know, old but, man. He is an old man right now and I understand why he's not looking into things with a magnifying glass. But you know what? He pays people millions of dollars to be watching this. Bruce, you let this slide by? Are you fucking kidding me? That makes it it infuriates the wrestling fan deep inside of my soul that I even have to fucking say this. No, I agree. And it's like a cage match, you know, or uh, yeah, 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 we're del delving off. But here's the thing we're in the that like that like I don't like about what's happening right now is okay, strap match, WWE, strap match, AEW, uh Butler Angle, AEW, Butler Angle, NXT. What the fuck is happening? It's yeah. Like you know what? It, it, I feel like who says, and I love the fact that people are like, nah, nah, we don't pay attention to the other people. Well, obviously you have the same monkeys in a room trying to write Shakespeare because it all came up the same and you're all doing the exact same thing. And AEW is supposed to be different. That but, shit happens with impact too. Just nobody's watching to even, even under like to even know it, but it's happening in impact too. And you know what it goes to show it, it's it, when you're a creative person and you're a creative person, rich quick, you've been around creative people your entire life. And you yes, know, you're very right. Well, there's two people, uh, you know, two types of people out there that are creative. You've got your actual creators, your actual creative people, 
And then you have people that are creative, but they're, they're, they're using um, other people's creativity to, to get by. And this is a situation when those people don't have any creative people around them. And it's just a room full of those people that are just looking for everyone else's ideas. And there's no ideas to be had. You've got a bunch of people staring at each other. Like, what do we do? And then no one is in charge of this group. I, I apparently, or they would have never let this strap match happen, but you know what? We're going, we're diving really far into the strap match. And I've got to finish talking about this Malachi black thing. Oh yes, please. Something, do. something that ruined this whole thing for me was the commentary of Excalibur. Excalibur comes in and lets us know in the middle of this moment, this moment just happened. We're still in shock. We're still like, Oh shit. It's Alistair Black. And Oh shit. He's still working the eye gimmick. We're, we're still in excitement mode. And you interrupt this moment to tell me that you wrestled this man in a fucking fire station. Fucking 15 years ago. I don't care. I don't, I'm, you're lucky I forgot that you're wearing a mask and, and how stupid that is. But now I remember. Now I remember because you've reminded me that you think you're a wrestler. And you think that this whole thing is a way for you to put yourself over. If I was in charge of this man, I would take him in the office and I would say you have two options. You can either leave the company or you can take this mask off. We're going to start calling you by a real name. And you are going to stop talking about your bingo hall career. And normally I wouldn't even say that because I'm an ECW child where the bingo hall was just as big as Madison Square Garden. But this guy, the bargain park for you was MSG, baby. <laughs> the bargain park. Well, that is what X, the Excalibur is trying to get over on national fucking television in the middle of Malachi Black or Alistair Black or... Tommy End, Tommy or, end. and, and you, there was no reason to even bring up Tommy End. Why would you even say Tommy End if his name's Malachi Black? If he's not going by Malachi Black and he's going by Tommy End, then don't say Malachi Black. What are we doing here? I don't I don't get it. And, and neither I did JR. With, Do you realize how confused JR was? He was like, Tommy End or whatever he's calling himself. <laughs> I agree with you, and I disagree with you. Uh, I agree that Excalibur... <sighs> You know, saying that he wrestled him in Dusseldorf, Germany, 15 years ago was irrelevant. It was not necessary to the story. Is that uh, where he said all. it was? Was in, in Dusseldorf, Germany? I believe so, yes. Many of our listeners will correct me. Please do. Uh, you know, so uh, am I about to find out that Excalibur had this like illustrious career in Germany or something? Is that what no, I'm about he to did find not. out? He did not. Actually, I believe Derek Jones just posted recently in the House of Kayfabe residence page on Facebook group, a yes. match in the group, uh, a match with Excalibur in it. I have not watched it yet probably won't but here's here's the thing here's where i disagree with you all right is that i thought because everybody knows it's alistair black and everybody knows that smart fans that watch that knows that it's tommy end that's tommy end so i did not mind him saying that's tommy end but 
the man I see in that ring right now is not Tommy End. I don't know who that man is. He could have stopped right there and it would have, and then let Tommy End announce himself as I am now Malachi Black. He could have done that, but instead, but instead, Excalibur decides to pull the old JR and go, it's, it's, it's Malachi Black. It's Malachi Black. Like we all, nobody fucking knew that Excalibur. And that pissed me off so much that I'm like, stop telling me things. Let him say it. Let him do it. Right. All you got to say is Tommy end, but that, but that's not Tommy end, you know, like that's all. And then let him introduce himself. You dumb shit. And ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, that is delivery. That is delivery, you know, because delivery is everything. And Excalibur is really screwing things up, trying to get himself over and going into business for himself. I, I love the moment, but he he just took a big shit all over it. Question for you, Rich Quick. If he is telling his same story from the WWE, he is using half of his licensed WWE name. Are we going to see legal troubles in the future of this situation? I don't, um, hmm. <clears throat> that is something that uh, is above my pay grade and would be uh, much better suited to our sponsor and, and our uh, leader. Right. But, but he's uh, not coming in until Pelly Primo comes in. So uh, I, I, I don't have a way to ask him that. No, no, I right understand. Now. I understand. We'll get to that later. But here's the thing is that unless if these were things, I would think that if he wrote them out, and like, this is my idea. And he presented it and they said no and had other people write his stuff. But if he, if it's all, if this is his vision, I don't see how that could be any bit of WWE property since he's not paid as a writer. Well, yeah. Well, you know, that is, uh, that is true. If he came up with it or did he just take it? Uh, I'm, that's a good question. I don't know, but I really I doubt, lo- I doubt that. I doubt that those writers would have come up with this great intricate story where this man has like a disfigured eye. Uh, but Hey, before we move on, can I just give a shout out? And by the way, I don't like, I don't like Chris Jericho. All right. But I have to give mad props and respect. I love it. Whenever a wrestler punches a fan in the face and kudos <laughs> to Chris Jericho on that. He, he punched that. So I, I, I wish we would have seen, I wish I could have been there. I wish we were right beside him. But yeah, um, uh, and Chris Jericho is, how do you not like Chris Jericho? Like, what's your fucking beef with Chris Jericho? We have ideological differences. Oh, is it politics? Is that what you're talking about? Ideological differences, Resner. Ah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's maybe a, you know I'm a decent human being, and he's, uh, yeah. he's no, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's a nice person from everything I hear, and I don't, uh, I don't want to be like blocked or nothing because <laughs> well, I still like him. You know, I, but I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I, I'm more disappointed, honestly. I mean, really the thing. I'm disappointed, I but I like still him. love the shit out of Chris Jericho. I, I still see. I still look at him. See, as here's a the thing. Here's the thing: is that I held him on such a high pedestal. He, this, this is the, this is the honest to God's truth. I held him on such a high pedestal. He was the goat. He was the number one. I I saw him as a role model of somebody I could want. I could wish to be like or aspire to be like. And then certain things came out 
And I was like, maybe you're not the guy I want to be like. And now maybe I'm questioning all my things about you. And, but by all, you know, accounts, he, he is a very generous and a very nice guy and gives money to a lot of things. And some things I don't like that he gives money to, but all I the agree. other good things he gives money to are a good thing. So I can't, I can't really dislike him. I'm just a little shook a little because of, because of my disappointment because of, of how high I held him, but that's, a, that's okay. Never meet your heroes. And well, I probably I'd, never will after this rant. Well, I will say this. I have, uh, I have met Chris Jericho. I've hung out with Chris Jericho on uh, multiple, uh, situations. Well, actually we were on a radio show together for like three hours and I spent a whole day with the guy and I met my hero that day and he was everything he was cracked up to be. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no fake in Jericho, in my opinion. Like Jericho is just as big as you think he is when you're when you're paying attention to his work. So that, if I could say anything about that, Chris Jericho, not only is he the you know the biggest fucking deal ever when you when you meet him as a wrestler, he's also a a fucking rock star and man, one impressive son of a bitch. I, I'm, I'm oh, all you about know, Chris Jericho. I will, you know. Undoubtedly, he has it. Yeah, he is. He definitely has somebody. When he walks in a room, you all, everybody looks at him and goes, "Who is that guy?" That's what makes you a star. So, Chris Jericho, uh, and and in closing, I will say that I admire Chris Jericho still because of the fact that he has reached this status. That he is like Chris gives zero fucks Jericho. (laughs) <laughs> yeah about well, his about his his he's not arrogant because he can prove it he's just confident well something and, and i agree with you i agree yeah, with you i mean because there's a difference between like arrogance and confidence if you can back your shit up you're not you know like he he's he's one of the best of all time and he knows it so why not take advantage of it? And, you know, you done turned me semi-pro Jericho. Well, right you got to be pro Jericho, man. I, I just, I feel like there's no way you can be a wrestling fan and not forgive, uh, not forgive Chris Jericho for giving Donald Trump money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically what it comes down to. I'm too much of a wrestling fan to give a fuck about that, I guess. Uh, I See... I think you and I might differ on that a little well, bit. One thing, right. I, one thing I wanted to add to what you were saying earlier, you know, it, I'm not trying to, not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I've been in the same room with but a you're lot. Gonna. Of, I, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I've been in the same room with a lot of celebrities in my life. I've met a lot of celebrities. I have been close to a lot of celebrities, and there's very few people who have what I call the glow. And it's like this glow that is around them that just lets you know that if you had no idea who they were, like say you had no fucking clue who they were whatsoever, and you seen them in a crowd full of people, they would stand out like a fucking phoenix. There are only very few people that I've been in the presence of that have had that aura. One of them was Scott Weiland. One of them was Marilyn Manson. One of them was Jared Leto. That fourth person was Chris Jericho. They have this glow about them that makes them different than all the other people around them. And when and when you say, uh, there's just, uh, just something special about people 
who who can reach that type of of fame, I guess. I, I don't even know if it's fame or if it's just I don't know. It's just energy. The the kind of energy that those people put out is like measurable on charts, I believe. Yeah, shout out to Grey Goose. <laughs> Apparently that may be like the common the fact there and all that. Remember they all drunk <laughs> on Grey Goose? Yeah. I know that's Jericho's drink of choice. Might I'm be. a Tito's man myself, but that's all right. We'll, we'll fight that out in pretty, court. Pretty sure Marilyn <laughs> Manson's a cocaine guy. I don't, I don't know. Ah, and Squall Scott Wyland. Never mind. My theory is debunked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe it's thank just you drugs for, and rock anyway, and roll. Thank you, Chris Jericho, for punching that fan. Yes. We'll, <laughs> thank you very much. Now, before we go to the interview portion of the show, I want to play something for you and get your opinion on it we are talking about joey ryan today joey ryan made a huge video it's like it's like an hour long of him saying i didn't do this this was not how they said it was this didn't happen if i made you feel this way it wasn't intentional and i apologize i didn't do this i didn't do this i didn't do this all the way across the board and I'm not, when I say that, I'm not saying that like as in the guy's line. I don't know. I don't know these situations. That's why we ask the questions. But, and, and yes, once again, I will say, Joey Ryan, if you were listening to this, please contact me. I would love to talk to you about this. I would love to get your side of the story. But today we are getting Pelly Primo's side of the story. But to give you a glimpse into Joey Ryan's part of the story, I am going to play a small clip for you that is basically his response to just Pelly because Pelly Primo is the first person he calls out on his video. Check it out. I want to start off with a couple of allegations that are completely unfounded and have no validity to them. Uh, first being... Primiu, who says that I actively pursued his fiance and was instrumental in helping ruin his life. Um, first of all, I didn't even know who this person is or was. I had to do some investigating to find out who they are and who their fiance was. And uh, all of my interactions with uh, this woman, including her trip to Los Angeles, uh, she never brought him up once, never mentioned that she had a boyfriend or a fiance. So I don't know how he can pin his relationship woes on me. Um, he also posted an anonymous story from a friend of his who says, I assaulted her on a Tinder date in 2015. Uh, well, first of all, I wasn't even on Tinder. Also in 2014 or 2015, anytime I would have been on the East Coast, uh, Candace would have been traveling with me and there's absolutely no way I would have ditched her to go on a date. So that is his response. <laughs> <laughs> to this situation that with Pelly Primo only. Now, if you want to, you can look it up. You can watch the whole video. It's out there for people to see. But that is what he said to Pelly Primo on the video. So then we we fast forward. He he decides he is going to to sue Pelly Primo. And that lasted for a little while. And then all of a sudden charges started dropping like flies. And now it's all over with and Pelly's ready to talk. <laughs> well, see, as you know, <clears throat> I apologize. See, as you know, uh, I knew nothing about Pelly Primo or, or, or this case or anything about this. Uh, and, you know, I, I came into this with like this idea that like Joey Ryan is, is, is a scumbag who, uh, 
guilty before proven innocent. You know what I mean? And, and shame on me for thinking that. And for the other, all the other ones. Yeah. I kind of feel that way. Probably you, you'll get your day, but whatever. But on this instance, <laughs> dude, your girlfriend was banging Joey Ryan. I mean, what kind of guy, <laughs> what kind of guy ever like, I, you know, I've had, I, I, we've all had girlfriends who, who, who sleeps with, who cheat on us. Right. You know, right. Everybody, uh, just me. All right. All right. I, just I me. Just all you. right. But anyway, but the fact is, is that you confront that man. God, Joey Ryan sued Pelly Primo for defamation of character for going online and saying that he ruined his life and that he courted his fiance and that all, all this stuff happened. And he also well, put up that anonymous thing about that girl getting assaulted by Joey. Ryan. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh my God. And Pelly, we're going to ask Pelly the situation. We're going to find out. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Joey Ryan is guilty. I'm not going to sit here and say that Joey well, Ryan is say innocent. that either because he's he's guilty of fucking his girl. That's 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 an open and shut case. But the fact of Pelly Primo fact is Pelly Primo. I'm so looking forward to hearing this as well. Get ready because this interview is a doozy, and we're going to get into the weeds and uh, and and hopefully. There'll be a part two to this with uh, with with Joey Ryan if we can get a hold of him. We'll be right back here on the House of Kayfabe. House of Kayfabe. We are here for the special interview edition of the flagship House of Kayfabe, Episode 9, The Case of Pelly Primo. And I happen to have Pelly Primo with me and Stephen P. New. How are you guys doing today? Obviously, a lot better than you were a couple months ago. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll take the lead here, Steve. Uh, Brian, I'm, I'm feeling fantastic outside of a kidney stone that I haven't passed yet that I just got diagnosed with last week. Jesus Christ, so, man. Really? Yeah, it, it's one challenge after the other for Pelly Primo, apparently. <laughs> um, one day at a time, though. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, I got a good outlook. I'm feeling good. So some- the one thing I can tell you is that a kidney stone uh, is better feeling than litigation. And well, unless you have the help of Steve and P new, and then you feel pretty good, you know, about your litigation. I, I would assume I've never had to use Stephen P news services, knock on wood. But if I did, I would feel pretty safe with Stephen P new. I think you were in good hands, but for the fans who are listening, who may not be as familiar with you, from what I understand, you were trained by CM punk. So that was a uh, summer of 2004. I made the incredibly intelligent decision of going straight from high school to the ring of honor wrestling academy tryouts so i went high school right to the league and punk was running the school and and it was actually that was a tryout in a near 100 degree weather in the summer and uh seth rollins was at that tryout too Seth Rollins actually got accepted but he couldn't make the move from iowa over to philly started under punk later as uh, this was right around the time Punk started having his cup of coffee with the dark matches with WWE. So I'd say about six months through, we stopped seeing a lot of Punk. Austin Aries came on in. So uh, it was Aries I started training under for the second half of my training. And then uh, when I had my first pro match, it was around 12 months after I had started training. So I went Punk to Aries, and then Brian Danielson came into the school. So, so, so wait, was, uh, hold on a second. So you're telling me, 
that you were trained by CM Punk, Austin Aries, and Daniel Bryan. So technically, you're the greatest wrestler of all time. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's it. Or as I was saying, is like I'm burying myself, ain't I? Because I should have made a lot more money with it. Yeah, you should be here. filthy, stinking, fucking rich, man. And I don't, I don't even know why you're talking to me right now. You should be amongst the list of people who aren't allowed to talk to us. I, I, I mean, really. But uh, well, I think that's a story for another day, probably. Yes. <laughs> yes. But the story that everybody is talking about is the story between you and Joey Ryan. Now, for people who may have been living under a wrestling rock for a little while, they may not know what's going on with you and Joey Ryan. So I wanted to kind of start the story out just to, just so we can, like, you know, put this whole thing together and then and then put an end on it. Finally. Um, but the first thing that I want to talk about is, of course, this all stemmed from the hashtag speaking out movement, which is like the wrestling version of hashtag me, too. And this happens and take it from there to begin with. There's where we start. This is. Oh, yeah. I, I get to give a little peek behind the curtain here a little bit. So the speaking out movement starts in June. And if anyone's familiar with the timeline, the chronology, I'm very familiar with it because I actually uh, spent the last few months researching and uh, confirming very diligently uh, the exact timeline of events, but th this mostly covered events in the UK of promoters and wrestlers that were uh, engaging in, at the very least, not great behavior okay. with women in the business. Um, you know, to say the least. I was to say that's a light way to put it, but yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I have not actively professionally wrestle and when i say professional wrestle uh, professionally wrestle and i have not actively done it uh, in that sense i mean i have not wrestled as a career job since i left ring of honor for good in around 2009 2010 okay however uh even though you're the greatest wrestler of all time, trained by three of the greatest yes. wrestlers of all time. Interesting. Okay, so, you, so you're not an active wrestler. You were trained by the greatest of all time. And well, it's just well, you know, that when you there. get trained by those people and you're so good, you just don't need to wrestle anymore. So no, you just quit at that point. You're like, ah, yeah, I'm the best. I so I'll see you guys later. Take the spotlight from everyone else. So. Okay. Okay. I, I'm with you. Now, this starts at that time. And yeah, I, I have a lot of friends in wrestling. I never left wrestling as a passion. Uh, I never uh, lost touch with people and they are familiar with a lot of my stories. Uh, and the one thing that was happening as the allegations were piling up with people in the UK, it started to move towards the United States a bit. And I'll never forget this. One person said to me, I'm not sure if he wants his name said on the air, but he says, Hey, Pelly. I said, yeah. He said, uh, you think, uh, you think Joey Ryan's name is going to come up? And I just replied to him. I said, why do you think I'm reading every single thing that's coming out? Because, uh, specifically in, in regards to Joey Ryan, I knew of specific stories. I knew of specific instances. I have documentation, uh, of these instances. I agreed with myself and I made a promise to myself. I was never going to say anything 
unless someone else was brave enough to come forward because some of these stories aren't mine to tell. Um, however, if I had a chance to use my story to not speak out because what I did, uh, someone would have you believe that I hijacked the speaking out movement for myself. That is not what I did. I did not speak out myself. I spoke up in support of women that were already being doubted by certain individuals when they started telling their stories. So uh, to put a bow on, on the beginning real quick here, I decided that once individuals were brave enough to come forward and they decided that it was time that I was going to eventually speak up in support of these women and, and to let people know that, yeah, you know, it's not just these women that had these encounters with these individuals that know about this man and his reputation and his personality. Uh, there are men in wrestling that are aware of it. There are men that have firsthand accounts of it. And I, you know, I, I gotta say, I'll say this, I'll add a little editorial here. Um, there are men who did not say anything that should have said something uh, throughout all of that and still haven't said anything. But that pretty much uh, is what kicked everything off in June. Okay, so how, how do you get this stuff? You've got this, you say you've got documentation. You've got these stories. Are, are these stories that are relayed to you by, you know, by these females? How did you get documentation? Why are you so involved at this point with Joey Ryan? So um, here's the thing. I'm pretty good with computers. Uh, I, I did not learn that at the Ring of Honor school, but I, I've fancied myself a techie. Okay. And I formerly dated an individual in professional wrestling, and um, I had known this person for a very long time uh, before they had entered wrestling. And one of our favorite pastimes was hanging out at the apartment watching PWG DVDs and um, either skipping through the Joey Ryan matches or watching the Joey Ryan matches and not understanding how anyone could use him on their shows because his matches are so bad. But what ends up happening is as this person becomes a professional wrestler and I'm leaving professional wrestling, you know, lives, Professional wrestling is very difficult and it leads to difficult situations and it leads to people on the road and people not on the road anymore. And the, he said, she said, and whatever happens happens. But, um, I do know at one point I was told, Oh, uh -oh looks like Joey Ryan just sent me a Facebook friend request. And that's how it all started. And, um, so, so now he, this is your girlfriend. He sent her yes. a Facebook request and yes. And now, now you already don't like the guy. You already, already don't like what he, you know, how he works in the ring. You don't, you, you don't like this guy. Do you know him though? Personally at this point, I, at this time worked a couple ring of honor shows with him. I never worked a match with him, but this was when he was, you know, full swing with the sleazy King character or whatever he wants to call it. Um, I did not care for it. I particularly did not care that it was something that was being featured in ring of honor at the time, which uh, was something that I said in not so polite terms to Adam Pierce uh, when I left ring of honor, but my, my, my dealings with, 
Mr. Ryan one-on-one were not extensive, but um, at, at the time that he had begun his uh, conversations with my ex-fiance, I had been. So wait, this is not just a girlfriend. For, wait, this is not just that? a girlfriend. This is a fiance full on. Yeah, like you've this, asked this her to marry. Fiance. Okay. And you yep. guys have been together. How long at this point? Oh God, let's see. Three years, three and a half years. So three and a half years with this person. Now, Joey Ryan is knocking on her social networking door. Yes. Yes. Which I was just. Now, is this just a connection? Like, hey, I'm a wrestler. You're a wrestler. We're going to connect on Facebook so we can share each other's shit. Or is this like immediately after the request, he's in her inbox? Um, <laughs> or do you have that information? Did she share that information? I'm actually, I'm so, uh, that's interesting because as you're asking me that question, I said, let's find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you've got it right there in front of you. Let's, uh, let, let's find out. September, it's um, July of 2014. No, 2013. I'm sorry. Now, he made a video about this and went through like a lot of different conversations that he was accused of and Mm -hmm. was basically reading off the text messages on the video. I I don't know if you've seen the video. I I watched the video. Oh, I've seen the video many times. (laughs) Okay. It's one of my favorite videos ever. See, here's the thing that's interesting about that 58-minute video. You would think that this man would be so concerned about women that have, uh, he says, wrongly accused him of things that are so... um, demeaning to him and defaming to him or defamatory or uh, damaging to him that those are the things that he would want to address right away. Right. Right. Uh, then why at the start of this 58 minute video, the first person he brings up is Pelly Primo. What, like what goes through a man's head? I, I must have not seen 58 minutes of it. I think I only seen like maybe five or 10 minutes of it. But, uh... He started the first set of uh, allegations or whatever he wants to call it. The first one he referenced was me where he, first of all, acts like he doesn't know my name, which was hilarious. Um, I'm sorry. If you were an independent wrestler at the time that Joey Ryan was, and you were in the circle of independent wrestling that Joey Ryan was the PWGs of the world and uh, the dragon gates and, and all over, you've heard the name Pelly Primo. If you see Primo 31 pop up, uh, you're going, oh, yeah, that's Pelly. So he acted like he didn't know who I was. He acted like he didn't know how to pronounce my name. And then he uh, said that what I had said in regards to my experience with Joey Ryan was uh, not true. He did not actively pursue my fiance. Um, However, let's uh, let's look at the tail of the tape here. Okay, let's run it back. The first of July. This is the very first text he sent her. Yes. First first message that he sent her was, and this is Facebook because he added her on Facebook, and that's how it started. Boom. We're on Facebook. We're in the DMs. He slid in the DMs with this yeah. message. What was the message? Oh, you're gonna love this. Uh, Two forty six p.m. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yes, that's what my fiance did not reply. Okay, so he just said woohoo. Yes. All right. Now, twenty-seven th- days later, 
Wow, waited almost a month on this. This is, uh, this is not a horror movie. 27 days later, 2.12 p.m., July 28th. I'm not trying to be forward or anything like that, but you are really very beautiful. Oh, man. He's one of those Facebook guys. Oh, those are bad. Oh, that's bad. As he and he took a screen cap of this and sent it to my partner as he was recollecting the first time they talked. And he goes on to say in this conversation, I think the first time I IM'd you was the day you accepted my friend request and I tried to be cute and clever. <laughs> then, after no reply, uh, do you like my reading of, of him? I do. I do. I like your, uh, your, your, your dramatic reading of this. This is great. Then, after no reply, I was just honest and direct with you. Do you remember any of this conversation? And then he sends her the screen cap of the Facebook conversation, which clearly shows the July 1st statement and then the July 28th statement Okay, <laughs> now, after the other. Now, she still hasn't replied to him at this point. She replies to the July 28th statement finally with a ha thank you smiley face. Okay. And here's the best part. So, and remember, he says, I'm not trying to be forward or anything like that, but you are really very beautiful. Sends her the screen cap in the text message. And she says, oh, now I remember that. Joey follows up. By the way, I was totally trying to be forward. Smiley face. So I don't know. I could go on for the next five hours with more. You don't have no one ever wants to hear, but I'm pretty sure that's right off the bat. Active pursuit of my fiance. Okay. So is there uh is there something in these text messages? like, whoa, like, yes. Whoa. Why did yes. he say like, can you give us one of those and, and like skip through some of the other? Give me, give me one of the woes. Well, I can't describe a picture or three. You can't, you don't have was sent unsolicited. Oh, so and they're unsolicited. So, so he sent her some dick pics. Is that what you're saying? Not the full Monty. He was testing the waters on numerous occasions and was never reciprocated. Um, However, so he's basically talking to himself in her DMS. A lot of the time. Yeah. Um, There's things. Okay. But clearly wanting more engagement from her as if, you know, he sends uh, a partial you know, shot of genitalia or whatever, like she'll take the bait almost. Right. And she never did, uh, but he continued to do so. Um, Here's let's look up my folder here. Active and an aggressive pursuit. Now let's say hypothetically, you have all this shit folded out. Like you have got this organized and in line. You know what? Can I, let me do a share desktop here. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. You don't have to. I believe you. I'm, all right. All right. You, you would be, you would be amazed. I would be, um, I'm sure. So let's say, Brian, and I mean, and from my perspective, this is part of the reason I'm not skipping ahead to my portion of the story. When Pelly reached out to me, not knowing me from Adam and saying, Hey, <laughs> I've heard good things about you. I, I mean, because Pelly had proof, I didn't need to put him through the, the, marches you know I, I didn't need to put him through some type of rigorous client screening or anything like that because you know i think i was like a lot of people 
you know, even if I weren't going to be his lawyer, I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you got proof. All right. And darned if he didn't have proof. So, I mean, it made, <laughs> made my job as a lawyer a whole lot easier when he said, look, I can back up everything that I said, you know, that I have said on social media, you know, my YouTube video where I implored others in positions of power and influence in the wrestling industry to cut ties with this guy. And I was like, well, uh, well, you just earned a fan in me, you know, because you can back up what you said and, and what we are saying in our defense. We will be right back with more of the case of Pelly Primo right after this. House of Kayfabe. Hey there, everybody. This is Stephen P. New from the House of Kayfabe. And I just want to tell you that uh, in addition to being a co-host on House of Kayfabe, I am, in fact, a lawyer licensed to practice law in the state of West Virginia and other states by special permission. My law office is at newtaylorlaw.com. We handle all types of personal injury matters, discrimination, wrongful death cases, and do certain cases outside of the state of West Virginia and the Commonwealth of Kentucky uh, just based upon uh, selectivity and what that case may be. I have cases right now in probably nine to ten different states. We get admitted what's called pro hoc vice by special permission to practice in other states. So if you or a loved one have need of a lawyer, give us a shout at 304-250-6017 or at www.newtaylorlaw.com. Let us see if we can help you on the law firm side of the house. And also, for those of you who may not know, I am also co-owner of a sports agency that's called New Legacy Sports. And we just recently opened a professional wrestling wing of that. We have done great work on behalf of such super superstars as Midnight Express and Jim Cornette, Shane Douglas, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Joey Mercury, Kelly Klein, Sonny, the Rock and Roll Express and the Heat Seekers, among others. Uh, that wing of our sports agency just keeps growing. And right now we have uh, training for individuals who are trying to make it in the National Football League, Canadian Football League, or the XFL when The Rock gets it going. So if you need to get in touch with me, just give me a call at the office, 304-250-6017. Thank you guys so much. So if it, you know, really, it, it's kind of time for your portion because at this point, Joey Ryan actually files a lawsuit against you for saying this stuff. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, you know, wh where was the outlet that you gave this information out? Like, what was it? Just Twitter? So, uh, yeah, my first tweet was, and it's unbelievable that th this is what kicked it all off. He made his statement on Twitter, which was like a notepad, non-apology, like I'm going to acknowledge things but not acknowledge them, even though he's going to say that I invaded people's space, I didn't treat people with respect, um, uh, pursued people that I thought were interested and, invaded, and made them feel uncomfortable and blah, 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 and I'm in, I found God and praised the Lord. And I, that was my breaking point. I had not said anything yet. I had not said a word. When I saw that statement, something in me just, I said, I can't, 
I can't because this is the one where people take these statements and go, see, the man is trying to be better. What do you know about? Well, and Kelly, wasn't there a lot of also cation at that time that all of his encounters with young ladies had been consensual, correct? Well, that's what, that's what a lot of his defenders were trying to say. Well, and, and I think it, that's a lot of what he said. That's yeah. what I got and, out of that know, video and, that I watched. Right. And, and you know, in, in the portion of the case, which was in California for a short period of time, just a couple of months, you know, when, when Pelly was in court in uh, California, we had a 29-page affidavit uh, from Joey Ryan. And a lot of that was that what had been said about him was false, you know, that it, that it fit somehow the definition of libel or slander. And, of course, his take on his relationship or, or the, the interactions, I should say, not relationship, but the interactions with the young ladies he sued mm-hmm. uh, was it that these were consensual um, uh, sexual encounters. Did, um, did any of those lawsuits go anywhere? I mean, are they all over now? My understanding is that they, is that they are all over uh, now having been dismissed in one manner or another, but and Pelly, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but uh, came to his defense when Ryan came to his own defense on Twitter with his video and that kind of thing. You're kind of like Pelly Popeye. I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more. And you had to come. You had to come out swinging at that point, right? And here's the thing, Steve. You've seen everything, right, from the start. Yep. I, I never asked you if you read through some of these things that he said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've, I've looked. I, I, I mean, I, obviously the 29 page affidavit in California, I've paid closer attention to than anything because I had to be prepared to address that. Right. In, in court in California. So I paid cl- obviously closer attention to that going on, going into the December 22nd uh, argument. Right. He had, but yeah, I mean, when you first well, contacted me, I, I had to get familiar with what he had tweeted and what he had video sent out and that kind of stuff. Let me give a hypothetical here to you, Brian. Okay. So when Joey does his 58 minute video and my, my response video to that 38 minutes, I think my video totaled, uh, I'm sorry, everyone, the 38 minutes should never be dedicated to that man. But um, it was a commentary on everything that he said. I didn't bring anything new to light in that video. I didn't say anything new. Now, hypothetically, if I had a treasure trove of inappropriate behavior, uh, text messaging a woman unsolicited saying, I want to date rape you, just a hypothetical. Would that would that raise some alarms to you? Yeah, it would. Th- that's not that's not really something that you would, you know, if you're chatting a girl up, uh, this one's going to win her over. Hey, I want to date rape you. <laughs> that's uh it's not the choice pickup line of of men across the country, that's for sure. That's got uh, yeah. That's a hypothetical. Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein. Of course, I don't even think Cosby disclosed it up front. No, yeah. He was rather clandestine about it. So, uh, to me, I could have spent my 38 minute video bringing a lot of 
my personal evidence up to the forefront. If he wanted to show people's text messages, conversations and things like that, well, I got plenty of text messages that I could have shown that I didn't. And quite frankly, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't I? Yeah. Why didn't you at that point? There were two things. One, I felt like I wasn't going to bring them up unless he sued me. And if it went to trial, I believe and I still believe, and I believe now more than ever after uh, doing a lot of research on it, that every single one of those text messages is admissible as evidence. Um, they and, are. And secondly, I didn't want to put my ex through it. Right. If I didn't have to. Well, and Pelly, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and some of the things that you and I have discussed, you know, without getting too much into attorney client and, you know, case strategy and things like that. But I mean, when you and I first got in contact with one another and you first reached out to me, your concern legitimately was the other ladies he had sued and done this to, correct? Yes. I mean, you were far more worried. And Brian, I think that's a well, point. Well, you weren't even being missed. sued at that point, right? You you were not actually sued. at the When you first contacted Stephen P. New, you didn't need legal counsel, correct? I, he did. So, yes. I did. I waited until the last minute because I saw the lawsuit coming because he sued all the women first, and I believe I was sued a month after. And yeah, that's I, what I was thinking is you got sued at a later date than they did. Yeah. Um, but, Brian, to my point, and, and I, I think Pelly can agree with this, if Pelly had wanted to be the center of attention, as Joey Ryan alleged that Pelly wanted to be, Pelly could very easily have picked up a ton more Twitter followers Mm-hmm. Made himself the center of a whole lot more attention mm-hmm. I, than the I, young ladies that Joey Ryan sued. Yeah, Pelly wasn't about putting the spotlight on himself. Pelly was joining the speaking out movement, you know, to to try to shine a light on Joey Ryan's behaviors, not to try to, to use Joey Ryan's behaviors to shine a light on Pelly Primo. Pelly is right. a fair way of saying it. Well, actually, there's that's fair, and there's no better way of putting it than when I put it out there myself on June 21st, right after I made my statement, uh, the initial statement on Joey about how he, you know, played a large part in ruining my life. Um, this is what I said, and this is before any legal action was taken against anyone. This is before Joey's 58 minute video, and it was the truth then, and it's the truth now. This is what I said, June 21st. It's going to take some time. I need to figure out a concise way of telling my story. Also, our women speaking out on their abusers needs to be talked about way more than my being hurt and damaged. I want our next generation of veterans to be better than some of the ones that I had to deal with. And that's not, that wasn't something that I said, well, let me, you know, I see lawsuits going around. Let me cover my ass right now. Let me, I see he's going to, he's saying this about that person. Let me try and, you know, backpedal. There was none of that. That was a statement I made of my own volition. And it's how I felt. It's how I felt back then on June 19th through June 21st. And it's how I feel today. This wasn't about me. This wasn't about Pelly Primo. This wasn't about Pelly Shaklees. Um, There was actually a, a great charity fundraiser done on Twitch by Ginger Pimpernel and, and a lot of wrestlers joined in on it uh, a couple weekends ago. And I stopped in and, and the only reason I want to stop in aside from thanking everyone is to tell everyone that honestly, I'm a little embarrassed right now that uh, I do not ever want. And, and as history, 
as this moment in time becomes history, the last thing I will ever want is for people to look back at speaking out and even see my face or see my name mentioned. I, I don't, this is not about me. This has nothing to do with me. This, this is about the women. And the last thing I ever wanted to do was be, become a, a main proponent of this. Unfortunately, you know who tried his very best to do that. He couldn't, he, and even recently, he has not been able to stop mentioning me. I live in the man's head rent free. Well, I I, haven't said anything about him. And really, you don't need the spotlight. I mean, you're the greatest fucking wrestler of all time. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, so what when you get the news, like, how do you get the news? Does Steve get the news and Steve tell you? Do you guys just read it in the dirt sheets like like I did? Or how do you get the news that uh, Joey Ryan has dropped this shit? That he dropped it? Yeah. Or that that he initially sued me? Well, the, well, I was t- well. They, they initially sued you. Let's talk there first. So I have ninjas out there. I, I can't. I can't reveal all the sources. But I, I had said to a couple people, I said, "Hey, if he files something, let me know." And uh, sure enough, around October, I woke up to a message, and he had filed a lawsuit against me. So, and this was something that. I had reached out to some individuals prior to my being sued with the understanding that I was probably next quote unquote to be sued um, because he needed to sue a guy. I feel because if he's just suing these women in light of all this, then it's a bad look. Yeah. Any defense attorney could say, well, you know, there were men who said things too. Why isn't he suing the men? All right. So Steve, what, when, when Pelly calls you and puts you on the case, you know, when he when he puts up the Steve News signal in the sky and you fly in with your with your wings and shit and save the day, what's the very first move you do? Well, uh, to to add a little bit of perspective and without disclosing any attorney client privileged information, um, one of the young ladies, uh, Pelly knows, but I'm not going to permit him to say Mm-hmm. One of the young ladies reached out to me before Pelly did, scared to death, saying, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm still trying to make it in the industry. I'm still trying to make it in the business. I I have no idea. You know, I'm very young, and she is, and I have no idea what this is going to do to my career. I've never hired a lawyer before. I've never been through this kind of a process before. What do I do? And so I was kind of already – that's what woke me up to the Joey Ryan litigation. And so when Pelly calls me, I think it was like on a Saturday or something. Uh, Pelly, do you remember? I think you maybe tweet messaged me first. I did. And, yep. and then you said, hey, can I get your number? I think this Joey Ryan lawsuit's on its way if my sources are to be believed. And Pelly and I spent a good hour, hour and a half on the phone in October, when all of that first hit, um, you know, and, and he was suspecting that it was coming, I needed a lot of information um, about Pelly's background, and I got that. I got information about, uh, you know, whether, for instance, Pelly had ever been to California, <laughs> you know, because he was sued in California. He's like, dude, I've never been on the West Coast. I'm a, 
I'm an East Coast guy. Uh, so, you know, we had to come up with the plan of attack to to attack this jurisdiction. So first uh, we're wanting to which, change a venue. That's like step one is change a venue. It, it, well, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we go through all of that analysis. Poe has never been to California. So California courts, technically it's jurisdiction, not venue, but you're not a lawyer. I'll give you a pass. Uh, yeah, it's jurisdiction. The, the California court had no personal jurisdiction over Pelly Primo. And so we went to work immediately uh, with Pelly's California lawyer. Fantastic guy. Yep. Uh, Jeff Lewis, you talk about a top shelf guy. He was getting ready to go to trial on Monday. He agreed to have a conversation with me and Pelly on Sunday about Pelly's case. That told me everything that I needed to know about what a stand-up guy Jeff Lewis was. Our deal was Lewis would be the California lawyer. <clears throat> he didn't know much about the sport of professional wrestling, though. So, <laughs> you know, and, and Pelly and I enjoyed talking about the sport, you know, as well as the legal wranglings that needed to go on. So Pelly's like, look. Uh, you know, at least from my recollection and the, f the feeling that I got was, hey, I'm glad that I've got a, a fan of the sport of professional wrestling on my side here and a guy who's willing to do this, uh, you know, not by the hour, which there's no, you know, it's no knock on lawyers who bill by the hour, but uh, I agreed to take the case on a contingency of any countersuit, counterclaim. And really, I feel like for me and Pelly, it was a, uh, no lose situation because California has great anti-slap laws. So judge denied our jurisdiction transfer motion, uh, and we stayed in California. We counter sue with the anti-slap stuff. And what is the anti-slap stuff? Before, what's that? You got all this uh, this legal jargon here that us normal people do not understand. What is the slap? <laughs> the slap shit. What are we talking about? Well, California has anti-slap lawsuits because uh, people not try to try to deter people from bringing um, lawsuits against celebrities and things like that, or just strategic type lawsuits to try to make a product look bad. And, and in California, you do that at, at your own peril. I mean, if you bring an unfounded lawsuit or a lawsuit that you can't support with evidence in California. There's a reason why it's called slap and anti-slap. You know, you you bring a frivolous lawsuit in California, you can get slapped down pretty hard. Right. Uh, and and it's just it's a it's a countersuit mechanism that gives people who get sued baselessly some teeth in their countersuit is the best way that I can describe it in layman's terms. So but I thought, um, the, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, Steve. Let's give us uh, some more context here and. and this is pertinent too, because we were discussing the other lawsuits. Um, so basically, SLAP is an acronym for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation, um, meaning that you're, you're not going to sue someone uh, for a, a matter of public interest. It, right. if, it's, if this is something for the public to consume, to discuss, then you're not going to try and strike it down by suing it away. Um, I would like to point out right now that a hero of mine coming out of speaking out, Danielle Morris, uh, her attorney defeated Joey Ryan and Joe Itzorum in California 
via an anti-slap motion against his lawsuit. So yep. uh, if anyone ever tries to, to mean mug you or play smart on Twitter or something, well, you know, they were only dismissed because blah, 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 blah. No, the one that actually ended up going to any kind of hearing was the Danielle Morris anti-slap motion and she won and he lost period. Wow. And that's pretty much how they all would have went. Well, that, and that's what we thought. So I thought it was better logistically, financially, everything. And Pelly and I had a lot of discussions about this mm-hmm. for us to be back here on the East Coast. You know, not me and Pelly trying to get out to the West Coast, uh, you know, and fighting this thing on its merits, which I believe we would have won in California. There was a better than average chance that we bring the same kind of anti-slap motion and prevail. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what happened there was, and Pelly's exactly right, you had some lawsuits which had not been served yet and we're still within their 120 days to be you know actually handed to the person that's being sued uh you had the the lawsuit that pelly mentioned that was responded to with an anti-slap motion to dismiss i came in with a personal jurisdiction motion to dismiss the best thing that i can say is the tide turned against him very quickly how much money do you uh, think he spent? Court. How much money do What's you think? That? How much money do you think he spent trying to do this? Well, I, I believe every file lawsuit originally was four hundred dollars a pop. So you California. mean to? So you mean to tell me that he wrestled one night for every lawsuit? Because I, I remember. I mean, because he was getting four hundred bucks a night. When at last time that I got his booking fee, I'm, I shouldn't have said that. I guess I shouldn't put that out there. But I mean, really. <laughs> I've seen him wrestle for 400 bucks. So that means that he's wrestling a show for every lawsuit that he filed against someone who said something about him. Yeah, kind of. But the funny thing was the damages he claimed were so outrageous and over the top. He sued Pelly. He sued the young ladies. Everybody. What was his damages? It was like 50. 15 or 20 million bucks they knocked (laughs) him out of. Right. And so. Man, that's a lot of $400 nights. (laughs) <laughs> that is a lot of four hundred dollar nights. Boob plexes, yes, a lot of a lot of boob plexes. How many? And how many for, dick plexes is that? That's a fucking power. Uh, anyway, uh, too many. For I, my I, account. I don't have my calculator. I mean, we need a promotions no. guy. You guys know this. So <laughs> anyway, uh, you know he's talking in his affidavit and in the allegations and the lawsuits about bar wrestling suffering. What I thought was so hilarious was that in addition to all of the companies who would have nothing to do with him anymore because of what Pelly Primo tweeted to all of his followers in the wrestling community, and Pelly had that breakdown of the numbers. He's like, Steve, you're not going to believe this. I was retweeted like three times when I tweeted about Joey Ryan or something, or, you know, that the viewership was this of, of my social media. But, you know... I, I could just imagine myself having to depose Tony Khan, dust, you know, you know, Cody Rhodes. Hey, is, is the reason why you guys wouldn't give this guy a job because what my client Pelly Primo tweeted? Uh, you the know, best part is too like the ninety percent of the complaints listed on my lawsuit were retweets. First of all, from right. 
other people on Twitter uh, right. that all had more followers than me that had more retweets than me. And yeah, I had some things that got, you know, Twitter is a funny thing because when you're in control of your Twitter account, you have access to something called analytics and you can use these analytics to look at how much traffic your tweets generate. I had one here that they tried saying was so damaging Let's see. Impressions, 165 times people actually clicked on your link. Four total <laughs> engagements, which means times people actually opened up the tweet. 26. Oh, my God. Those 26 people could have all had a portion of that $15 million. Here's a question. I I mean, and then the bar wrestling, as near as I can tell, we were then and still are, I suppose, in a pandemic. California had shut down bars, but it was Pelly Primo, uh, USOB, who shut down bar wrestling and his means of making an income. We will be right back with more of the case of Pelly Primo right after this. When it comes to your brand, your visual presence is so important. You can't just get anybody to take care of that for you. When you are trying to take your image to the next level, you need to contact Eli Brazil at Eli's Digital Concepts. Eli specializes in improving your look with cutting-edge graphics that set you apart from the rest. He has done work for franchise with Shane Douglas, House of Kayfabe, Dan Healy, RTW, and many more. Eli's Digital Concepts is your one-stop shop for all types of graphic design, such as rebranding, photo manipulation, posters, logos, letterheads, t-shirt designs, mock-ups, and even AutoCAD work. You can catch Eli on Instagram at Eli's Digital Concepts, on Twitter at Eli's Concepts, on Facebook at Eli's Digital Concepts, or you can email him directly, Eli's Digital Concepts at gmail.com. Eli's Digital Concepts, custom artwork you have to see to believe. Well, you know, a question that I have is if Joey Ryan is saying that one tweet from you cost him $20 million, is he just confirming the fact that you are the greatest wrestler of all time? I mean, this is all, you know, someone on Twitter said this, and I just laughed a couple weeks ago. Joey Ryan has made Pelly Primo more famous than he has ever been at any point in his career. (laughs) The guy's been cutting promos for me for the last three months. So when are you coming back? When are you going to return to the wrestling world? Well, now I got to leave everyone guessing because now there's suspense, right? Yeah, there's suspense. Thanks for the buck, brother. (laughs) Nice. So he's going to he's going to show up in Madison, West Virginia or Beckley, West Virginia for all star wrestling soon. Is he really? That's exciting. Heck yeah, he is. <laughs> that's, that's how I get paid in these wrestling cases. Brian is in my my wrestling clients come and, and do spot shows. That, that's the best. That's the best fee that I could ever think of earning right there. Awesome. So, but awesome. I mean, to kind of get it up there, you know, you know, and finish, finish the story, close the loop, you know, well, well that, that, wait, so, before you do that, before you close the loop, sure. I wanted to ask the question of, of how you guys found out that it was dismissed. Cause that's, that's originally what I was asking. And then you, you took me somewhere else and I was okay to go. Yeah, but wh- well, how did you guys find tra- out? We got it transferred it, Quick, very quickly, we've got it transferred. Motion to dismiss on jurisdictions. Granted, it's sent from California to Pennsylvania. And, you know, Pelly's having a little bit of trouble finding a Pennsylvania lawyer. Oh, uh, that's an who, understatement. Who work with him the way that I was working with him. Uh, you know, wanting a fortune, quoting like freaking 
$25,000 retainers and ridiculous stuff. And so then uh, Pelly files a do-it-yourself motion to extend the time to, to file a response while we're trying to find a, a, a lawyer around Philly or Allentown who has the decency to help us through this. And again, the deal was supposed to be, I'll do the heavy lifting. You know, Pelly's already researched it, tabbed it. You know, this is being spoon-fed to both me and the Pennsylvania lawyer and they're still asking for like $25,000 retainers or something ridiculous. So, you know, Pelly gets on February 26th. The judge gives him 30 extra days to file a response, which is like an answer or a countersuit. And uh, then, uh, boom, we hear rumblings. You know, there's some social media that, that all the cases are going to be dismissed. And he's thinking about if he's going to dismiss the Pelly Primo lawsuit. And we should uh, also, let's put in there this all started the rumbling started once he lost i I'm, i just love saying it once he lost his lawsuit against daniel morris via no. the anti-slap motion <clears throat> okay so when yeah, he, when he exactly lost that right. he lost the jurisdiction motion he lost the anti-slap motion he had asked for extra time to serve the young ladies in some of the other lawsuits uh and the judge denied that, and, and their cases were dismissed. Of course, it was without prejudice, but, you know, the Penelope Ford, Priscilla Kelly lawsuit, that got dismissed because he didn't serve them in time. Um, and then Alley Cat, you know, he got default judgment against him, and the backlash was horrible. Uh, okay, dude, yeah, you, you, you get a default judgment against Alley Cat because she didn't respond to you uh, timely. You know, you know, big man, what way to go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's kind of how it came on. You, you know, Pelly's texting me saying, hey, I, I think Joey Ryan's going to drop his suit in Pennsylvania. We did, in fact, secure uh, Pennsylvania counsel. I, I found some great lawyers up there in PA who were willing to help me, uh, and they helped me also represent uh, another wrestling celebrity. And uh, we were ready to go, but on March 10. Uh, the court entered an order dismissing the lawsuit. It's dismissed with prejudice, which means technically it could be brought back up, but it would have to be brought back up in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'm just kind of happy that it's over. I'm kind of happy that, you know, Pelly can, uh, you know, move on with other things like work, spot shows in West Virginia, and passing kidney stones. <laughs> well, do you think that, he dismissed this because he didn't want to go to Pennsylvania, or do you think it's because he just lost to uh, Danielle? Could be a combination of anything. Now, Pennsylvania doesn't have anti-slap for this particular kind of lawsuit, but we were researching the grounds for the types of countersuits, counterclaims that we could have made, and I mean, and that was the next step for us is on what grounds can we sue in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? And that, that would have been our next strategic move. Thankfully, we didn't have to go that route. Right. And now everything is back to normal. No one's getting sued and it's all good. Right. For now. For now. <laughs> For now. I, I, I'm just, you know, and this, this is me and I'm sure there's been some points where, where Steve has just probably prayed that it, uh, Pelly just, it's done. Just be happy. But uh, there's always a part of me that, well, I'll say this. My evidence isn't going away. It's not going to get deleted now. It's not going to disappear. If this happens to be refiled or something comes up in the future, uh, 
I'm certainly not going to back down. Um, and that's what's important here. This is where I come into play here because uh, on the notion of speaking out, I think one of the biggest problems in the way things like this happen in the first place, because people like to look around and say, well, how did this happen? How, how did this even begin to occur? It happens when people see these things and hear of these things and don't do anything or even worse do something as in looking the other way or telling people, hey, don't worry about that. Don't get involved. That, that's not for you to, to care about. If, if people talk so much about wrestling being a brotherhood and a sisterhood and we're all looking out for each other like family, are we really or are we just going to look the other way? I know what my choice is. And this, as far as I'm concerned, this is another generation from from back in the, in the 2000s and the late 90s and whatnot. Uh, this isn't even my crop of people now, but I'll die on their hill for them if I have to. Well, let me ask you this. Brian, one of my favorite quotes of all time, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, for evil to succeed, mm. all it needs is for good men to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And in the professional wrestling business, at least from what I have observed, as Pelly said earlier, it's awful easy for someone who's still trying to make it in the business mm -hmm. with firsthand knowledge of all these things that have gone on and what they witnessed or even what they heard, you know, if they could point a lawyer in the right direction and say, Hey, you know, this person witnessed this, or this person was the victim of this. You need to talk to them. Steve knew, but they, a lot of people clammed up who knew exactly what this guy had done, who knew what a predator he was. But it's just like Dr. King said, when good men do nothing, evil abounds. Evil will succeed in that. And, and I think that's why I'm so proud to represent Pelly. I'm so proud to be his lawyers because he he looked at this situation and he could have been really quiet about it. And he could have said, hey, look, you know, I, I've got the messages where this guy is a freaking creep and you know hit on my fiance and sent unsolicited pictures of his genitalia to my fiance and what have you and allegedly about it, but instead what's that allegedly he would not okay. confirm that there were penises sure, in sure, her sure. dms but anyway pelly had a choice in a summer 2020 do I sit by idly here knowing what I know and allow this guy to sue these young women who have spoken out and are encouraging other young women to speak out against Ryan and against others who use positions of power in the wrestling industry? Uh, you know, I, I mean... I, you are a pitiful excuse of a human being. If you've got to look at a young lady and say, hey, if you sleep with me, I'll put you on the card tonight. Or, you, you know, I'll put you, uh, I'll book you to, to go over in the match if you sleep with me or have sex with me in one form or another. You're a pitiful excuse of a human being if you if you do those kinds of power plays. And that's why I'm so proud of Pelly. Yeah, he had a choice, and I think it's a choice he would choose every time. It's a choice he'd make every single time, I think. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, Pelly, uh, with, that, with that being said, everything you said, the Martin Luther King quote and all of that, doesn't that mean that you have a responsibility to share the rest of the stuff you know? I think about that every day. I think about it probably for seven years now. Um, what what is it that people need to see versus what would just be unfair to my ex fiance? 
And that's still something that I'm wrestling with. No pun intended. Um, well, I mean, I, it's more than just her, right? You said you had uh, you had proof of all types of different people, and you had proof of, I mean, even even men that needed to stand up. And if you have all that information and you don't share it, isn't that well, going against everything you just said? I'll tell you what. No, no. And I, I'll, let me answer that question, if I may, Pelly. Okay. I don't think that he get, needs to give all of you wrestling marks, Brian Reznor, right. every single salacious detail of everything <laughs> in order to get his point across that Joey Ryan should never wrestle in the professional wrestling industry ever again. Point, point fucking you taken. Want I don't. Every single salacious detail. I don't. Kelly doesn't have to give every single salacious detail so that the wrestling industry fans are satisfied and have more product to consume in order to feel good about the good he has done up to this point. Okay. I, first of all, I, I point taken Mr. New and second of all, I did not necessarily want these juicy details at all and wasn't going to ask. Actually, I was ready to wrap up, but then you guys said all that stuff and I had that thought of, well, there's still information out there that has not been released to the public. So that's what made me ask that question. Not that I need jerk off material. It was, uh, it, it was, it was the fact that I, I was just curious about, you know, how you felt about I, I, keeping well, just this. six days ago, the case was dismissed without prejudice. Pelly understands that, you know, although I believe slim and costly and all of the above, uh, you know, there still is some, some ever so slight chance of legal jeopardy. So, you know, uh, and, and Pelly's got personal reasons uh, for not making certain right information any more public than it already is. Understood. Let, let me give some uh, context though, too, because it is, it is worth, uh, it is worth speaking on. Um, when I say there's, there's things that I'm seeing about people not saying things or doing things, um, I can say this, <clears throat> I've seen individuals talk a big talk when speaking out happened. I saw those same individuals stop talking so much once the lawsuit started to hit. Yeah. I saw those individuals start discussing maybe putting together some funds for the women being sued. I saw those individuals do nothing when people replied to that individual saying, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's put something together. Um, I also saw the individual not respond to any attempt I made to contact them in getting something together to help support the women. Um, this might be part two, honestly, for, for another day. And you're um, referring to Doll's brother, correct? Yeah. 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 I, I'm not, I'm not scared to say it. Um, I'm very disappointed. Um, I had heard through the grapevine that he apparently got back to someone who just straight up asked him what his deal was. And he said, well, I don't know who he is. I never heard of him. And I had no idea he was being sued anyway. I, I, I can't get involved in that. Well, I wasn't asking to get involved in my situation. I meant what I said when we needed to put something together to help the women being sued. Um, and, and more on that later. But, and it, again, I do have a GoFundMe. It's still active. Um, there are still fees that I have to pay. Um, however, I should say too, in closing that it's not all going to me. It's going to go to something very, very good. That I think everyone's going to be, it, there's a very happy ending coming for everyone here. I think. 
Um, that's where I'm going to leave that at. So you will check back in with us with that happy ending, correct? Absolutely. Well, I cannot thank you two enough. Of course, Stephen P. New is, is a part of everything that I do, but you, you, you joined us here in the house of kayfabe. So Pelly, I really appreciate you stopping by and talking to us about this situation that was kind of shitty for you for quite a few months. And now it is over and, uh, we can celebrate that fact. Correct. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, Brian, just tell you, uh, you know, Pelly and I didn't know one another before this. Uh, in some of our first conversations, you know, it was funny. Uh, Pelly's from the uh, uh, Eastern PA portion up there. And so, you know, we had some good laughs about uh, who some of my wrestling clients are, who I had sued and like he was talking about some of the intersections and the people that he knows and, and you know, this, that, or the other, but I got to tell you, I've represented a lot of wrestlers in different situations and things like that. Never been more proud to represent a wrestler or, or any other client who really was uh, standing up for the right thing. And it wasn't like Pelly came to me looking to sue, you know, because there, there's a whole different dynamic to suing engaging whether someone has grounds for a suit and where do you bring it and how much money is going to be involved and da, 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 da. There's a whole different situation when you're playing defense, when you have to figure, look, uh, if he gets this judgment, does it bankrupt me? What does that mean for the rest of my life? You know, is it, what does it mean for my reputation? I've never been any more proud uh, of a client than, than I have been to represent Pelly Primo in this litigation. Well, I would say for the most part, you're on offense, uh, you know, in your career, Steve, you, you're pretty much an offensive player, correct? <laughs> I'm offensive on lots of different levels. But yes, I mean, I'm usually the guy. I'm usually the guy bringing the lawsuit, right? You know, trying to right wrongs and things like that. And, and you know, it's a client who's gotten some really crappy deal. In this situation, my client had gotten a crappy deal, but found himself on defense on the other side of the country. So I, I couldn't help but get involved in that. You know, I didn't. I wasn't worried about fees. I didn't ask about money, anything like that. It was just a matter of right and wrong. And that's why we love you, Stephen P. New. Well, for me, Brian Reznor, and Pelly, of course, and Stephen P. New, thank you for joining us on this special edition of the flagship House of Kayfabe. We just went through the Pelly Primo case. Join us next time when we go into a special edition about championship belts. That and so much more on its way to you from the House of Kayfabe. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. House of Kayfabe. Have you seen this chest hair? Have you seen this mustache? I'm world famous. See, Joey Ryan is a man with rock star charisma, movie star good looks, and just single-handedly bring in sleazy back. Pay close attention to Joey Ryan so that one day you can tell them about the legend of Joey Ryan because nobody can stop me. I take it to the has been a product of Superior Radio Network.